Matthew Bradbury, Urban Issues we're into now. Matthew Bradbury has been a guest previously. He's Associate Professor, Leader of the Landscape Architecture Programme at the School of Architecture, Unitec Te Pukinga. Uh, kia ora, Matthew. Thanks for coming in this morning. Kia ora, Catherine. Uh, we've spoken previous, as we said, about daylighting streams and some of the ways that uh, newer developments are trying to deal with flood risks by working with water. However... The climate challenge uh, sometimes tends to win the battle. And you've just been in Italy. What have you learned from your time there? Yeah, so I've, uh, I was asked to uh, join the uh, Polytechnic di Milano uh, as part of the uh, research professor program, uh, the NEST the program. That's at the architecture school. And so I was asked to join a, a research team, Professor Palini uh, and Alexa Corilla and uh, Manuel Marioni, and uh, we were looking at this region in um, in Italy, in south, south Rome, uh, called the Agropontina, and we were really looking at issues around uh, climate change uh, and this particular kind of idea, which is called managed retreat. Yes, familiar, familiar with it. We're all talking about it needing to happen and how it might happen. What's happening where you were? Well, yeah, very interestingly, um, as you say, we are very familiar with it in New Zealand, and I think uh, probably because of the Christchurch earthquake, uh, not a climate change, not a climate change disaster, obviously, but uh, uh, you know, earthquake, but but the kind of process of of, of people being affected by by a disaster and 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 what, what, what where do you go, um, what happens to the houses, so. In a way, New Zealand's kind of been through that sort of process, uh, and you know the particular answer we had, which was I guess more of a kind of laissez-faire one, which is you know we gave people money and they they bought places in in, a, in other places. I mean that's uh, definitely one kind of approach to manage retreat. Uh, but in Italy, it seemed like no one had actually heard of this particular term. And <laughs> when I was kind of describing the the sort of issues to them. Um, you know, you know, there was a lot of kind of resistance to it. You know, I guess you know one of the things is Italy is very old, obviously been there a long time, and you know somebody once somebody talked to me and said, well, you know, uh, attitude a lot of people would be, well, you know, we had a terrible flood here in Rome two thousand years ago. You know, we're still here, so um, kind of what's the issue? I would have thought Venice was giving <laughs> v- a Venice. little bit of evidence as to how, no matter how beautiful and ancient you are, uh, if yeah. you're low-lying, there are going to be impacts. Yeah. yeah, and they had terrible flooding, uh, you know, in the sort of Bologna um, corridor earlier in the year. And, and while I was over there, they had um, really bad flooding in Toscana. You know, five people were killed. So, so you know, maybe in the past they could get away with going, well, you know, it happened, we'll stay here. But with climate change, these these events are obviously going to keep happening. And um, you know, Italy's, you know, very... You know, it's a very built-up, very dense kind of um, country, 70 million people. So, you know, these, these these are big issues. And and so, you know, I think a lot of people are conscious they are going to have to start grappling with them. And so looking at strategies, looking at ways in which uh, in, in, in which you can kind of deal with it is, is, is a really big issue. So, yeah, as you said, I think we've talked before about um, using catchment planning and, you know, building greener cities and using sponge city kind of idea. But really, in some situations, you know, when the disasters are really, really terrible, you know, people are going to are going to have to kind of move. I think one of the differences with the earthquake was that it was so many homes affected and the destruction so complete. 
in one area, um, mm. that you moved to this buyout process, which was stressful and many would say not very done well. A decade later, some people still hadn't completed their buyout situation, right? Absolutely. But there was complete retreat from, from so-called red zone land. The challenge with climate is that it may be suburbs, one suburb, it may be a few streets, um, it may be... Um, you know, a lot of talk about the future of South Dunedin, of course, which is low-lying. Again, we've talked a lot about my hometown today. Um, it, it, it's also in the future. It's not being yes. presented immediately <laughs> upon right. you now as a crisis. That's right. That's so right, how yeah. are things being looked at here in New Zealand? Where are we at with, with options? Well, there's been some fantastic research um, and uh, been some great papers uh, presented as the report on the expert work, working group on, on managed retreat. Um, Environmental Defence Society have written Two really great reports, Principles and Funding for Managed Retreat. Uh, there's uh, uh, academics from uh, uh, Waikato, they've written, uh, that's Christina Hanna and, and Ian White, they've written a great paper on Managed Retreat. So there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, uh, research about it, and, and, and I guess the sort of policy planning kind of area. That's not, really my, that's not really my interest or really kind of my area, so obviously from landscape architecture background. So I'm really interested in the idea of managed retreat in terms of nature-based solutions. So actually looking at the ways in which we can retreat from various areas, but in their place and the places we retreat from, we can actually start building nature-based solutions like building wetlands, building back dune systems. This is for managed retreat in coastal areas, obviously. And for areas around rivers and streams which are flooding, uh, building back traditional Wetlands. So it's using those kinds of solutions to help to alleviate the problems of uh, of climate change. What, what are some of those possibilities? Because they are challenging. Goodness, we were just talking to Tess earlier about the erosion that is happening in part of Southland, the Blue Cliffs erosion that's happening there. And there was an attempt, I think, to divert... Um, um, divert a river, here we go, to, do, yeah, to direct a flow of a river away from homes, contractors cutting through the bar, removing 30,000 cubic metres of material. Yeah. 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 We've also, you, you can try and build up dunes, but um, I've seen, goodness, in parts of the country just how incredibly fast those, those dunes can retreat. Disappear, Over absolutely. a decade yeah. or two decades. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. so when do you endeavour this and when do you not endeavour this? Working again with nature, parts of the coastline are accreting, right? Yeah. Just because of ocean flows and ocean currents and, and various local dynamics. Do you pick your battles on this front, Matthew? Yeah, well, yeah, again, it's, that's, that's, uh, that's an obvious kind of solution. I guess a really, one really good example that landscape architects have been very much involved in um, is the making room for rivers. So this isn't so much on the sea. This is, um, this is really in the hinterland and, and, and working with rivers. So the Netherlands have always got, you know, they've got four huge rivers running, running through it to get, get to the North Sea. They've, uh, they've actually started a program in 2007 uh, working with... Um, engineers, landscape architects groups, and what they're doing is they're widening rivers. They're buying land, they're kind of moving settlements, they're, they're buying farms, and they're actually making margins, uh, areas along alongside existing rivers, getting rid of getting rid of levees, creating floodplains, creating uh, f- um, uh, flood channels, restoring um, restoring natural natural uh, w- uh, wetlands and islands. Uh, to allow these these kind of rivers to flood, so there, there, there's a really concrete example of of, of how 
how people are kind of trying to deal with the, the flooding that is coming in uh, in the Netherlands, and 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 you know to an extent in, in Auckland, that's um, something that Healthy Waters are working on with their making making room for streams sort of program. That they are using some of those kinds of ideas. What of the plant spread um, and the role here again is this to shore, literally shore up coastal areas, uh, and and is that a I mean, it's not easy to do, but is it low-hanging fruit in some ways? Um, yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, obviously with, with coastal uh, areas, you know, um, you know, there's, uh, stuff's been lost, stuff's been gained, um, but it's really about, you know, removing, in some, in some cases we're going to have to remove uh, where people live on those edges and then really rebuilding those, the coastal systems that, that, were, already, that were already there, so the dunes, four dunes, and then helping to stabilise that with the... Um, with those uh, indigenous plants. What's the role of the coastal marshes? Yeah, so they're uh, another uh, kind of way that um, water can be absorbed. So marshes kind of taking in um, seawater sea as well, and they're also absorbing water from, uh, also taking water from the hinterland. So you're getting this kind of, you know, mix mixture of, of kind of waters. But they're they're, you know, if we if we set these kind of marshes up, they become a reservoir for this for this water, a kind of a detention pond. So it won't be potentially, you know, won't be flooding um, habitation areas. What did you learn then from Agropontina, um, from that particular visit? It sounds like they weren't necessarily ahead of where New Zealand thinking is at on managed retreat <laughs> no, uh, by a long no, shot. No, but no. certainly from from some of what um, I, I've read, some of the young students who came to speak to the group you were with made it clear that, that, that the future is bleak for that district. Is it particularly low-lying? Yeah, well, it's um, it's an amazing area. It's uh, it's 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 a huge kind of area south of Rome, something like eight hundred thousand hectares. It was a it was a vast wetland, um, um, uh, the Pontine Marshes, uh, and had terrible problems with mosquitoes. This terrible malaria. Basically, you visited there and and you died. Uh, and so over hundreds of years, people. Italians, various people have had various goes at draining the marshes, uh, and uh, Leonardo da Vinci actually came up with the came up with the scheme. Uh, but it wasn't really until the 1920s and 30s that uh, Mussolini was um, was able to to drain the marshes, and he built um, a series of farms, um, became extremely productive farms, farmers, three uh, three new towns, one city, Latina. So it's this. This is not touristy at all. No tourists there, and it looks a bit like the Haraki Plains, but it is this incredible piece of sort of modernist infrastructure. Unfortunately, uh, it is below. You know, a lot of it's below sea level, and they have this incredible pump station uh, at Mazocchio, which you can which you can kind of visit. And you know, these pumps. It's a little bit like the Netherlands. Uh, these pumps are running continually. They're, 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 they're kind of pumping water out of out of this kind of area. But with climate change, uh, we're getting flooding, and so one of the towns, um, city of Pontina, was was flooded recently. Um, large areas of productive land have been have have been flooded, and so yeah, so there are big big issues. Uh, On the question in, in of, kind of rivers, we've de- we've sort of delved around from the coast back to the rivers again, uh, because I know you had someone speaking there. I think this was may have been the the Dutch contingent speaking yeah. on this. Yes. This idea of creating 
of taking private land, retreating from private land, perhaps buying out farms or others and, and creating flood zones. So this is a subject of very contentious and painful discussion, I think, in Franz Joseph at the moment that we touched mm. on recently as well. Mm. Mm. Is it that simple? Because you have to understand the river flow, right? You have to understand downstream impacts. It's not necessarily just about a particular isolated area. And second, Matthew, are we, are we seriously mapping and getting an understanding in New Zealand of what's possible and what's not and implications literally downstream in flood events? Well, um, yeah, so <laughs> to answer, so you're right, it's extremely complex. And in our case study we were studying in um, in Italy, it's even more complex because, of course, all the hydrology there is completely artificial. It's all, they're all canals and stuff's being pumped. So any flooding that, that is happening on top of that um, calculating exactly where the water's going, how much how much is coming in, you know, it's an extremely com- complex um, kind of uh, extremely complex issue. Uh, however, in New Zealand, we back to New Zealand. However, in New Zealand, we we really are getting onto this, and it's a fantastic a fantastic uh, Niwa um, project that is uh, an Endeavour project, a five-year Endeavour project um, with Niwa and University of Waikato, and and they're mapping. Literally, all the flooding, all the flooding, potential flooding, is going to happen in New Zealand. So we are, we are, we are getting that. We are going to be getting that data. So we are going to be able to be able to use that and and to then to look at then what are particular solutions or techniques that we can use to address these issues. So there's, obviously, managed retreat is one of them. There's a whole kind of range of them, uh, but it is an, it's, it's going to be an important one. It sure is. Thank you very much, Matthew Bradbury. He is Associate Professor, Leader of the Landscape Architecture Programme at the School of Architecture, Unitec, Te Pukinga.